The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again? And welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday evening, November the 2nd, and we are on podcast number two of the day. I am your host, Ryan McIntyre, and joined by my partner and co-host, J-Mark Football. J-Mark, let's talk a little NFL trade deadline recap. Gosh, these trades are crazy, weren't they? It was insane. Yeah, and we we touched on it before the meeting and in our episode previewing the week number nine games in the morning. So if you haven't already, go check out that episode from earlier this afternoon. The NFL used the trade deadline used to not be a big thing. It might be one or two moves. I remember the one year, I, I think it was like 2010 when Randy Moss got traded. But like now it's turned into kind of what the NBA and the MLB are in the trade deadline. So I, I don't know what to think of that uh, going forward. But for, for the time being, I mean, what were there, about 15 trades uh, these last couple of weeks for the NFL? Yeah, yeah, 10 just on the last day alone. And then we had some the week before that. So a lot of, a lot of pieces moving. Um, a lot of GMs doing their best to, I guess, play some chess. But um, there was just people flying all over. And names you didn't expect to move. Some of them were kind of expected. But there were some surprises there as well. Let me ask you this. Do you think a lot of it has to do with more trades happening, not just with the times of change in the NFL, but with the addition of the seventh seed being more teams are in the hunt, I guess? For example, like our two teams, Washington and Chicago. If it was the old traditional format of six teams, we probably wouldn't be in the hunt of talking playoffs when you're three and five. You're thinking, uh, maybe we can win out. But like now, now if you just hover around 500, you're going to be in the hunt all the way to the very, very end. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, and I think these teams are getting not only that, so it's pushing them more, but they're getting more insight of looking forward of who's going to be available in 2023 on free agency. You know, do we re- are we really crazy about this college draft class? And, and I think all of that is pushing more and more trades, more teams trying to be in the hunt and maybe not valuing the, the rookies as much uh, compared to a guy that's in his – third fourth year that they know can play they've seen him prove himself already no i think that's a great point patience is growing thinner and thinner especially we see it with these rookie quarterbacks i mean you're going through a process right now with justin fields in year number two and then going to get a guy like chase claypool which we'll dive into that move later in the show but i mean they these organizations want to know right away because there's always another quarterback that they can draft the following year 
Well, and it's a it's almost a media driven business, isn't it? I mean, the media drives what your fans think, and if your fans think you're shit, then they're not going to want to show up to games. I mean, everybody thought um, the Trubisky thing. Like, how much hate did that get that the Bears trade up? They take Trubisky, and then for years you hear, oh, these guys could have had Patrick Mahomes, right? Um, and so I think these GMs are under so much pressure to perform and perform well and quick. Otherwise, the, the public is out to hang them, for lack of better words, and, and I think that's a, a big part of it. Granted, I'm not saying the Bears should have traded up and taken Trubisky and not Mahomes, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Hindsight uh, 2020, as they say. So, <laughs> That's right. uh, but yeah, no, uh, before we dive into, uh, we're going to dive into some of the trades and how it's impacting not only fantasy football perspective, because I know we do get a good uh, portion of our audience plays fantasy football as well, um, but also the futures market with updated Super Bowl odds, uh, conference odds, division odds. So we'll dive into that. But before we do that, I want to shout out WinBet and get us paid. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have their better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win now. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so that they know that we sent you. That's the Sports Gambling Podcast dot com slash w y n n b e t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where you can play winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem please call 1-800-522-4700 and everybody tuning in to watch us live right now we are live on youtube go check out our youtube channel in the sports gambling podcast because it is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor or autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. The contest is completely free to enter. All you have to do simply is subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. Turn your and don't forget to turn your notifications on so that you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull you out as the winner. All right, J Mark, uh, let's lead it off. Who is your biggest winner of the trade deadline? So I got a couple of them, but I think the Miami Dolphins have really set themselves up nicely. They, you know, one of their weaknesses was defense. They go out and get a proven linebacker in Bradley Chubb. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense for them. Uh, they, they, you know, they don't get a lot of sacks. He's going to be a guy that can pressure the quarterback. <clears throat> and then they also bring in um, the Jeff Wilson to pair with Raheem Mostert, who they were paired together in uh, the 49ers system. So I think that makes a lot of sense too, because they have played well as a um, 1A, 1B option before. And I think that's going to continue to do well for them. He's going to be a good chase, uh, whew, a change of pace back <laughs> for them. And um, and yeah, I think both, both sides were helped their offense and defense. 
Um, and this is a Miami team that's al- already done pretty well. So I definitely think that they are one of the winners um, after this trade deadline kind of came and gone. Yeah, no, I like the Bradley Chubb edition. I think they're thinking we're not too far off from contending in the AFC. I know they're in the toughest division and they're probably not going to catch the bills. Um, but they're thinking down the road to the playoffs where you got to go against a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or even Lamar Jackson. And if you somehow get a lead, I mean, you got to be able to rush the passer and put some pressure on these guys to have yourself a chance. And then going to get Jeff Wilson, just familiarity with the Shanahan scheme that Mike McDaniel has brought over. So that's obviously a good fit for my big winner. I'm going to go the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they only made one move, but I think the move that they made was pretty significant to shore up their defense. They have had some issues holding on to lead so far this year. It seems like they fled by double digits multiple times. Adding Roquan Smith, a linebacker who's all over the field. You've watched it for years in Chicago. He's second in the league in tackles. I think I, I know they paid, paid a hefty, hefty price, giving up a 2023 second rounder and a 2023 fifth rounder, but Baltimore's in win now mode, especially with Lamar being on the last year potentially of his deal. Yeah, it was interesting because given up the second and the fifth, you got to assume they plan on re-signing him. The reason the Bears traded him is because they couldn't come to an agreement on a contract. Um, and he's also acting as his own agent. He refuses to get an agent. He acts as his own. Our GM poll said that did kind of hold things back. And he wants to reset the market as far as linebackers go. So if they give up a second and a fifth, and then pay them, do they have enough for what Lamar wants? I think that's going to really set them up in an interesting um, interesting situation where I'm sure Lamar is going to get franchise tagged. But um, it's, it's just – it is a good move for the Ravens. Roquan is a beast. Don't get me wrong. He is a tackle machine. He flies all over the field. And I like what the Bears did because they already assumed they were not going to be able to come to an agreement. So might as well get something rather than nothing, right? Yeah, no doubt. I love the move for Chicago, and they proved that they weren't completely selling either when they traded for Claypool. Um, but like, uh, I, I actually was wrong. Uh, Raquan Smith um, is actually leading the NFL in tackles at 83. He's one ahead of C.J. Mosley. I thought Mosley was ahead of him, so Smith does lead the NFL in tackles. But for the Ravens, yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, they can't pay for both of them. Maybe each other can uh, negotiate their contracts. <laughs> yeah, right. neither, wants, neither wants an agent. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I mean, I, I get wanting to keep all your money, I guess. But at that level, you got to have an agent to handle your business. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Jay Mark, who, who do you have as another winner at this trade deadline? Yeah, so the other one I got is the Vikings, um, a, a rare interdivision trade. They go out and get TJ Hawkinson after Irv Smith goes on IR. They're probably going to miss him for six to eight weeks at least with that high ankle sprain. And they go out and they get the the, the tight end that's fifth in receiving yards. And TJ Hawkinson is a beast. And he's a U of I guy. And Iowa Hawkeye tight ends know how to block. So it's going to help in both their run game, their pass game going to help all over um and they really i mean if you look at it yeah they gave up a second and third rounder but they get two fourths back and tj hawkinson i mean i really don't think it was a a move that's going to hurt them too much and being at uh, six and one now it's hard to see their offense getting slowed down yeah no and it's rare to see a 
divisional trade. And of course it's Detroit that makes the move, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, for Minnesota, like you said, adding Hawkinson's frees up the middle of the field for him a little bit. And maybe uh, even more room for Justin Jefferson to get open and Thielen as well. Uh, Kirk Cousins, there's no excuse. He's got plenty of options, especially in Kevin O'Connell's offense. Yeah, agreed. Um, this is a a win now, push into the playoffs and win playoff game team. So if they don't, it's going to be on Kirk Cousins. Yes, it will. Um, for my other winner, I'm going to go to your Chicago Bears. I think getting what they got back for uh, Smith and the deal with Baltimore, I wish they had gotten a little bit more for Robert Quinn in in Philly. But to add Chase Claypool to give uh, Justin Fields finally a legitimate number one wide receiver option, I think that was a great move. I mean, it, 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 he's got another year on his contract as well where they can find each other a little bit of a rhythm this year, just these last, what, 10 games. And mm-hmm. maybe you make a run at the playoffs. If not, I mean, maybe get some momentum going into the next year where it's a big uh, year number three for Justin Fields. So finally – it's not just, hey, we're going to roll out the balls and see if uh, if Fields is the guy. You're actually giving him some weapons to uh, succeed. Yeah, I, I'm excited about this trade. Um, I would have said that a second was too much, except the news came out later that the Packers had offered a second. Polls came in and said, hey, I'll give you a second. Um, and the Steelers thought that the, the Bears second would be a better pick than the Packers second. So they ended up accepting that. Um, and that's just, to me, that, that is just the ultimate, uh, move by polls to just swipe in, make sure the Packers don't get their receiver and, um, to get this guy. And, and he's a six, four big bodied receiver that can play on the outside or in the slot. Steelers are playing him in the slot this year. So it'll be interesting to see how we use him. We might, Mooney's a smaller guy. He might be better in the slot now. And we can have Nikhil Harry and Chase Claypool on the outside. I'm excited to see what this offense does now. Yeah, me too. And uh, I'm also excited to see that Armstrong guy that I've heard of recently. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm trying to find out what team he's on or how, uh, what number he is. <laughs> so shout out, uh, inside joke for everybody that's been following on social media with some of the bloopers of the trade deadline. But uh, I you you mentioned it, uh, your biggest loser which I know you're going to have a big smile on your face when you're saying this. Who is your biggest loser of the trade deadline? Definitely does not break my heart to say this. It's got to be the Packers, right? They need receiver help. They have draft picks to use, and they don't use them. They get Rodgers no help. And this team, we've talked about it in our picks um, episodes, they just seem broken. And I think not getting Rodgers a receiver makes him even worse. I think he's going to be angry about that. You know, this is a guy that gets angry when they don't draft him a receiver, when they don't sign a receiver in the free agency. They didn't even go out and get AJ Green, who is the guy that he said he had been wanting to play with. Why you would spend a draft capital on AJ Green is beyond me, but that's what Rodgers wanted to make him happy. And this organization has kind of showing, in my opinion, they don't care what Rodgers thinks. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know if maybe it's a thing that they don't have a true owner or something like that, but it's almost like they just like have looked the other way on him, Rogers, and say this is the end. And if he can make it happen, it great. If not, oh well, he'll retire. So I, it was puzzling that they didn't make. I mean, they they were talking about in August that they needed to make a move for a wide receiver. For them not to be able to get any kind of deal done in at the end of October is is 
baffling to me, to be honest. Agreed. Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. Um, the, he doesn't trust the rookie wide receivers. We've seen no. that they have Alan Lazard who now has a shoulder injury. Randall Cobb's been banged up here and there and really hasn't made much of an impact anyway. So yeah, it, it is baffling that they did not go out and get him any help at all. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, for my biggest loser of the trade deadline, I'm going to go to their opponent on Sunday. And you already touched on the trade with the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go with their trade partner. I'm going to go with uh, the Detroit Lions. So it's not so much that they sold Hawkinson. It's that they sold Hawkinson and only got a second and a third rounder, which would have been fine. But then they also gave up a fourth and then a conditional four. So like Hawkinson to me is a guy that you build around a young, good tight end. You trade him to a in, in uh division rival, and then you don't get anything back for it in my opinion, or just not enough back. So I, I, I'm selling the Detroit lions at the deadline is one of the biggest losers. That was, that was a head scratcher that trade to me. It's like an ultimate Detroit lion move, isn't it? I mean, yeah. just to do something like that, um, just like they can never win games, hold leads. They also trade to their rivals and don't get much back with it for it. I mean, so, yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, very good move by the Vikings, but the, the Lions, what are you doing? Yeah, no doubt. And it's just, I mean, these organizations that are used to losing just continue to lose and make dumbass decisions to keep it simple. For sure. Uh, keeping it on with some other trades, notable trade deadline moves, and I'll ask your opinion on how this might impact the fantasy market going forward. Um, at the at the trade deadline, Horn nah, Naheem Hines goes from Indianapolis over to Buffalo for Zach Moss. Uh, this this other trade, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, familiar name, especially at the SGPN family, is sitting out the rest of this year, but he's going to be not playing in Atlanta next year. He's going to be playing in Jacksonville, and he was traded for a 2023 fifth and a 2024 conditional round. Uh, you mentioned the Jeff Wilson trade already from Sam Fran. And then of course that, or sorry, one more, uh, Kadarius Tony goes over from New York over to Kansas city to add to that wide receiver group. James Robinson goes from Jacksonville over to the New York jets with the breeze hall news before the deadline. And then obviously this one was the headline 10 days ago. And we've already seen this guy play in his new uniform twice. But Christian McCaffrey going from Carolina over to San Francisco. And we've seen two games sample size now. In game number two, he throws a pass, passing touchdown. He runs a uh, one in, and then he uh, catches one as well. So in game number two, he's already rolling in that Shanahan offense. J-Mark, fantasy-wise, any of these stand out other than McCaffrey? Um, the Nike Mines one is really interesting because he's a very good pass catching back, and we know that Bill's offense can put up a lot of points. So yeah. I think, um, you know, Devin Singletary has done fine. He does a good job. And they have James Cook, which kind of makes this a surprise move to me. Um, but maybe they are not sold on him as much as they thought. Uh, I think Hines steps in and is a pass catching back um, that can can add up points, especially in a PPR league from a fantasy point. And just anything making these bills stronger is is crazy because they already have a very strong offense. Um, the other one that's interesting is the Calvin Ridley trade. Did not expect yeah. to see him moved. Um, how how do we get that guy on the show? Because he just fits perfectly with us, does he not? <laughs> I mean, um, we sweating out some parlays right now. That's right. Um, I think this shows that they are committed to Trevor Lawrence and they 
are showing that they know the weapons they've put around him so far aren't getting it done. So I, I think that's a really good move for him. And then James Robinson, before Brees Hall got injured, he was the 10th ranked running back. So I think James Robinson slots into that nicely. Michael Carter is not an every down back. So um, I think James Robinson becomes the guy there for this year and really helps their offense kind of takes over for Brees and then um, does well fantasy wise as well. Uh, and then yeah. the last one, uh, a homer pick, the Claypool thing, it helps fields. I mean, he's already taken steps the past two weeks um, and now he gets another big bodied proven receiver. Uh, I just think we have all these kind of mid-level guys, you know, Equinemius St. Brown, um, and he's one of them. There's, gosh, Brian Pink Pringle, who's coming back from injury. These are just kind of mid-level guys. So Claypool really should help um, help Justin Fields out for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I'm looking forward to seeing Fields and uh, Claypool get together. It, 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 you you touch on the Heinz thing. I mean, just when Buffalo, it seems like they got enough. They add another dynamic back to to an already an explosive offense. So it'll be interesting to see that one. And then I do like the Calvin Ridley trade for Jacksonville because he is a talented receiver, and it's not like he's coming off an injury. He's coming off a right. parlay suspension. So <laughs> he'll be he'll have fresh legs next year. And I forgot one offensive guy that changed teams. He got in a fight with his head coach the last game, Robbie Anderson is now an Arizona Cardinal. This also happened about uh, just over two weeks ago. So an interesting and eventful uh, trade deadline, J-Mark. No doubt. I think the Robbie Anderson one would make a bigger impact had Call of Duty not just recently came out. We know that kind of yeah. impacts Kyler Murray, but um, he's he's been a boomer bust guy. Kadarius Tony. it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of get a piece of that offense because obviously Mahomes is Mahomes. He can sling the ball. And Tony is a fast guy that can get some separation. So I wonder if he can almost fit into a Hill-esque type role. Now, I don't think he's going to be as good as Tyreek Hill was in that offense, but I think he has a lot of promise to make an impact for that team. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we all know that Tony is talented. I know it didn't work out in New York, but he is a talented receiver. Seeing it with Juju right now in Kansas City, it seems like anybody that goes to Kansas City, uh, their career gets reborn. So we'll see if Tony's the next guy to do so. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, J. Mark, let's pivot over to the futures market. Um, I, it did not move as much as I thought it would. I think we both thought there would be more movement within the futures market. Agreed. Is there any? Is there any number right off the top of your head or that catches your eye? Super Bowl conference or division that that you want to I guess we're kind of at the halfway point and we know what these teams are at this point and if you make you're going to make a move you've already made your move yeah I will say if you are a Packer backer they are now on some books plus money to make the playoffs so if you still have belief in those Green Bay Packers to kind of turn it around that's plus money to make the playoffs um, and this is the first week I believe that that's been the case they've been plus money um, on not making the playoffs. Now they're plus money making the playoffs in some books. So that's kind of interesting to me. It just kind of shows that the books are also giving up on Green Bay. Yeah, no, I know you like saying that. I did see that that of was course. the first time they've been, <laughs> what, plus money since 2018 now when they yeah. missed the playoffs? Yep. Yeah, no, um, I think it's interesting 
that Seattle, even though they're in sole possession of first place, is being valued at plus 330 to win the West. So, uh, me personally, I really like that price because I think this team is for real, and they have a one-game lead on San Francisco, and San Francisco still has to go to the 12th man later in the year. So, if you believe in Seattle, plus 330, I think that's the lowest you're going to get it, and I think it's a good value. Yeah, agreed. I will say um, this Vikings trade makes me – I mean, I was already feeling pretty good about my preseason bet that they would win the North, but that this definitely makes me feel better about it. Um, how do you feel about the Dolphins now? I mean, I think we both agreed they got better on offense and defense. Do you, do you think they make a, a late-season playoff push? Yeah, I could see them making the playoffs. I kind of view them as like a six-seed wild card, and I just – I still, they're going to have to go on the road and they're going to have to go on the road to Buffalo or Kansas City. And I just can't see them getting over the top in that situation. So I can't get, they are 18 to one I'm looking at to win the AFC. So, I mean, that is a pretty good long shot. But me personally, if I'm going to take a stab at a long shot, I'd rather just go with either uh, Cincinnati or LA just because I I trust uh, Burrow or Herbert more than I do Tua in the end. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, an interesting one with that Vikings move. Their win total is 11.5 right now. They've already won six. Do we think they win six more? I know both of us have kind of thought they were a little fraudulent. They're going to lose this weekend. Uh, I actually <laughs> I actually, I would take the under because their schedule is really hard mm-hmm. after this weekend. If they somehow <clears throat> do lose this weekend – they got Buffalo, they got Dallas, they got New England, and then they got they got uh they gotta go to Green Bay still. I know Green Bay's a little down, but that's always a tricky spot. They gotta sure. go to Chicago still. It seems like they've played all their home games in the division, right? They gotta yeah. go all yeah, so they gotta return all those trips. So yeah, I, I would probably lean the under. I think they will even out. They probably will win the division in the end. I mean, they've got a quite the cushion right now, but I, I would assume that they come back a little bit. Yeah. And then my Bears win total, five and a half. They only need three more. I'm I'm hitting that. It's it's a little juiced at negative one thirty, but I'm taking that. Yeah, no, I like I like the Bears and I, I like uh my team's uh over under win total as well. I saw it at seven and a half in one of the books and I'm like, I think they're gonna win four more and the schedule's favorable. So um but yeah, no, it'll be interesting monitoring the. That's the beautiful thing about the seventh seed is everybody's in contention now. Yeah. So other than Detroit, <laughs> right? And he, Detroit and Houston. So uh, I know we gave out Buffalo in our AFC East preview as a Super Bowl pick. I'm seeing them still at plus two forty at one of the books. Uh, over at Win, they are plus two forty as well. So, did I mean? Is that is that too short for you, or or I mean, do you see like a team it. that? Yeah, do you see a team? Is there a long shot you want to back in the Super Bowl market? Um, man, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl market. I don't know for as far as AFC winner, you know, Chiefs at plus three hundred or Ravens at plus one thousand, so ten to one. I, I mean, yeah. I kind of like that, especially putting Roquan on the defense. I mean, he, he is a difference maker as much as I want to kind of play off the fact because we got rid of him, he's a difference maker on defense. No and doubt. I think if you think about the Ravens defense and the excellent linebackers they've had, 
I mean, he's going to fit right in with those guys as far as um, the the history of it, as well as I think he did with the Bears. And, and so at 10 to 1 to win the AFC, if they could squeak past Buffalo or KC, which is I'm assuming who they're going to have to play and beat. Um, I mean, that's that's good money there. Yeah, no, I agree. For the NFC, I'll go to the NFC. I know these two teams have been down, but I mean, for Green Bay to be 25 to 1, I think I got to like and, and Tampa to be 10 to 1. I I I don't mind grabbing both of those and hoping one of them pans out because of how yeah. good their quarterbacks are. Maybe I don't know how they're going to do it, but I mean, at a price like that, if they all they got to do is sneak in and then you never know one of those quarterbacks can will their team to a couple wins, especially with how open the NFC is this year. I mean, Philadelphia is really good, but I think we all agree that they're not as intimidating as a Buffalo or Kansas City and, and on the other side of things. Dallas 6-1 to one, um, is interesting as well because them and Philly seem pretty evenly matched for the most part now that they have Dak Prescott back. I know the trendy one everybody wants to hop on now is San Francisco plus 550, but I just can't – I don't trust their health. Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. I mean, that's been their problem for several years now is staying healthy. So yeah, I agree with you. The health um, never seems to be there. So they, they can't make those late season pu- pushes. I mean, it is interesting though, now that they added Christian McCaffrey, let's say they do make the Super Bowl or even win the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Is Trey Lance traded next year? Uh, if, they do trade him. I hope they can get something back like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Bradley Chubb. I mean, uh, <laughs> if you could turn if you could turn that around on investment, that's a pretty good return, I'd say. So yeah, shout out to the insane? Dolphins <laughs> for uh yeah, hey man, that's uh that's kind of like what Philly's done with all their assets. So yeah, no, I you're absolutely right. Uh San Fran's kind of sent mis- mixed messages with uh they started with Lance and he got hurt and then they went mm-hmm. to Jimmy G and then they're buyers at the deadline because of how weak the NFC is. So it's interesting, interesting times here in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was kind of my bold take on old fashioned football was if, even if they win a couple playoff games with Jimmy G that I, I think Lance might not play for San Francisco again. I mean, why why change it if it's working with um jimmy g yeah no doubt um i i'm 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 with you 100 percent uh, i touched on it earlier we both gave out buffalo to win the super bowl uh I, this is the middle point of the year you changing your super bowl pick i don't think there's any reason to i i feel pretty confident with buffalo winning it all still yeah agreed i think this is josh allen's year so yeah, you should have grabbed him at plus six fifty, I believe was uh when we gave it out. So yep. for it to be down to plus two forty and then I think to win the AFC, what we gave out was plus three fifty or three thirty. I gotta go back and look. It was they're around plus there, yeah. yeah, they're plus one twenty five now. And then we also said over eleven and a half wins, they're gonna demolish that. They're gonna go fifteen and two. So we definitely are a uh, Circle of the Wagons Bills Mafia podcast over here. And I, I know Adam <laughs> Pelletier enjoys hearing that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I just, I don't see them being stopped. I mean, they've already, we did touch on it. They did play KC and they won. It's tough to beat a team twice in a year, especially yes. a powerful team like KC. So that's the kind of the only one that really worries me that they will play. But if they make the Super Bowl, I kind of feel like no matter who they're playing against, their offense can't be stopped. I mean, I know the Eagles defense is good. Dallas has a good defense. 
Um, it, but I just I don't I don't see the Bills being stopped by those defenses though. No, I'm with you, and it, it uh, the Super Bowl's in Arizona this year too. So for it to be in a dome too, that's not going to slow that. I mean, that fast track that Buffalo offense. I mean, you blink and then they score 14 points like that. So, but uh, that's all dome. I got. It uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say dome football ruining the NFL per Colby. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I yeah, they better not put a dome in Chicago. Right? Yeah, that that would not be all right. Yeah, we we need snow games, no doubt, and we'll get a wind and uh, rain game this Sunday. So go Bears, J. Mark. Before we get up on out of here, you got anything last thoughts on this trade deadline? Um, I agree with you just on something you touched on earlier. I wish the Bears had gotten more for Quinn, um, but I do agree with moving him. He's an older player. I know he was excellent last year, but their rookie has more sacks than him on less playing time this year. So that's kind of interesting. So nice to move him out. Um, yeah. Hang on, because, I mean, we've said it on our picks piece. It's going to be a wild ride to the playoffs. It really is. With so many teams in contention and with this trade line, you know, kind of making some other teams take the next jump, um, it's going to be a wild ride for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I I mean, this was already an electric first half of the NFL season, and then now with the trade deadline, we're finally at the halfway point. Games are going to start getting colder. I know you like that being in the Midwest. Um, For sure. Me, me too, being a West Virginia guy. So uh, it's going to be nice seeing uh, some. It's amazing how teams change throughout the year and how much the NFL, despite only being 17 games, is a marathon. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Do you think uh, anybody will sneak into the playoffs with a losing record? If there is, it will come from the NFC South. Yeah. So maybe a New Orleans. Yeah, uh, I forgot to give that out. I see New Orleans plus 550. I think that's worth the stab because they seem to be getting healthy. And they Mm -hmm. got the red rifle at quarterback who I know you like to root for. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to be entertaining, especially with a lot of teams that were not predicted to be contenders going into the year, a.k.a. the Atlanta Falcons, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. uh, the Chicago, Chicago Bears. Bears. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago Bears. Yeah, or, or the Washington Heineke's. I mean, a lot of teams that did not have a lot of hype coming into the year are right there to make a playoff spot. So we look forward to covering these last eight and a half weeks now because we just knocked out our show today. So make sure you go check out our morning picks uh, for Sunday's action. Absolutely. Jay Mark, before we get up on out of here, tell everybody where to find you. Yeah, follow me at jmarkfootball. Uh, tune in to Old Fashioned Football. We're going to touch on these trades next episode and their fantasy impacts. And, yeah, just check out everything on the Sports Gambling Podcast. There's so much content out there, and it's all good. No doubt. And I, I know the World Series is wrapping up here over this next week, so baseball crowd's going to be transitioning. You're looking for a new sport to bet on. Plenty of sports to choose from. you got the NFL pod, obviously, with us. Um, college football it's still in the thick of things college football rankings came out last night so go check out the college football experience the NBA pod go check out those guys NBA's in full form and college basketball starts in five days so go check out the college basketball experience I'm looking forward to being on there with Colby a little bit so you can find me at Twitter or on Twitter sorry at Moneyline underscore Mac but uh, most importantly look forward to being in touch all uh, second half of the NFL season it's going to be a fun ride absolutely Good luck, everybody, with your uh, NFL bets this weekend and any other sports. And most importantly, don't forget to let it ride.